Guys, what's going on? You will not believe it. Tonight, Evan Turner is here with me. Yeah, on the bone jar. I have a ton of questions for him. I got a ton of exciting things to talk about. Our show tonight is sponsored by Pyrodrone, so there's going to be a really cool raffle. And there's a special surprise that's sponsored by 533.com. We'll get into that in just a minute. Maybe I'll even let Evan tell you what the surprise is. But I'm excited. Thanks for joining us here on The Bone Jar. He's here, guys. Evan Turner. Hey, Evan, what's going on? It's so great to see you, man. I think uh, most of the people watching know who you are, but uh, there'll be a lot of people in the future watching this stuff that are just getting into it, maybe that are just brand new to it and are just experiencing Evan Turner for the very first time. So, I mean, I know you're a multi-GP champion two years in a row. I know your story. I know all about you. Um, I know you just won the DRL, but let's let's rewind. Let's take us all the way back to Evan Turner, six years old. Just found his very first drone. Tell tell us about how you got into drones. How did this all start for you? Playing for Christmas, and I, that day I, I had no idea what that would evolve into. I guess um, now I am a, as you said, a, a pilot on the the DRL, the Drone Racing League. So that makes me a professional drone pilot which just i mean it sounds crazy coming out of my mouth i would say and they, it really has changed my life and something it's so cool to me like starting out at six years old just flying with my dad and it's still to this day being a hobby that i just do with my dad that we can like bond and enjoy together it's really so cool that that's kind of turned into a job and possible like career path for me and you know even if this all goes away tomorrow tomorrow I've experienced so many awesome things thanks to drones in the community that uh, I wouldn't trade it for the world. So I'm uh, very, very fortunate for all the opportunities I've been given. And uh, I now I'm kind of to the point now where I want to try and give back as much as I can. And getting on this podcast was something I was really excited for to uh, come talk to you guys. Oh, dude, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. So your dad got you into it. Your dad came out and said, hey, here's a drone. Go fly it. I mean, what kind of drone was it? What was the very first drone yeah. you had? What kind Let's was that? Let's see. Thing? I think I have a picture. I think I just posted on my Instagram a couple of days ago of it. And it was my dad. We got into it at the same time. And like he never flown any planes before. I'd never flown any planes before. And it was just like something he thought would be funny or just fun to do. Here's I don't know if it'll show up on camera. But there, it's really hard to see. That's me oh when I God. was six years old in my very first RC airplane. That's so cool. Um, and um, yeah, that was kind of how it all started. It's just something like that. We went out to the local like university, flew it in like their big like practice football field or something. I'm sure. I mean, I don't remember. I'm sure we crashed it. I'm almost certain. But then it was like then um, like you you crash it. It's whatever. You're upset. I mean, a six year old has like the you think in the future more than like 10 oh, seconds and it feels like right. you're going crazy. So like, I was like, my plane's gone. I hate this. But like, then you have to go back, learn how to fix it, rebuild. And it was just learning from that, like from that very beginning. And then the next time you fly, I got a little bit better. And it was just like that little bit of excitement to see that like you, you fix this thing or like you were doing it with your dad and he was just as excited as you were because he's never flown before either. And it was just a really cool just hobby that I got to do with my dad. I didn't think anything of it. And even now, I don't like to think of this as like, oh, I'm trying to make a living for myself. You know, this is just, this is what I love to do. I could make, I could, I would pay to do this. And I, I have in the past. Um, 
to do all these things. And um, so, yeah, I, I um, am very, very lucky. And my dad and my parents and my whole family have been so supportive of all the things that I've I've gotten to do. And it, it wouldn't be possible without them. And, you know, again, started out as just a little six-year-old who wanted to fly an RC plane with his dad. And, and here I am. So you, you mentioned building. So do you still build right now? I mean, what, what's the last drone you built? Yeah, I. Uh, this my, if my dad's watching this and if other people are watching this, they'll give me a hard time. So I, uh, my dad, I've like, uh, I guess I started at six. And of course, you give a six-year-old and tell them to build an airplane. They're probably not going to do too well. So my dad was very big into building all my planes uh, in the very beginning. And I would sit there and help him as much as I could. But he would get mad at me for losing tools and not shining the light or the right way and just things like that. Right. Um, but then as I got older and I got into racing more, um, this was just, I guess, now three, three-ish, three or four years ago. He was building my drones initially. But then I was like, well, that doesn't look good. Or this doesn't look like it. He was like, all right, well, you need to learn how to build them. And so I got into building myself. And of course, I love that. I love the soldering and all the programming and so forth, trying to make the drone fly the best it can, testing out different setups. Um, but then I got to a point where I was in the middle of school. I was traveling as much as I could for other racing leagues and doing like multiple leagues at once. And I was like, I just can't. I don't have time really to maintain all these different fleets of drones for all these different leagues. Mm -hmm. So that's when I um, actually partnered with um, Armando. And there's a, a crazy story to Armando uh, now. Uh, we still have a great relationship. But he is um, uh, a guy that kind of reached out to me saying he would be happy to build and maintain my drones. And so he builds, for the most part, all of my uh, the quads that I race in, like the multi-GP championships and so forth. Wow. We and, all need uh, an Armando. How would you meet Armando? Yeah, he, know, he came. He, got, he contacted you? Well, so he, I've known he was way, he was in the community, a guy that I've met at multiple races. And I kind of reached out on Facebook to ask saying that I, what I was looking for is someone to build uh, mm -hmm. some drones for me, help him maintain them. And he reached out as one of those guys saying like, yeah, I'm happy to. And I, I was timid at first, you know, like something like these drones when you're racing and it's so like important to you, it's really hard to like give that, like give that uh, responsibility to someone else. Mm -hmm. He's done amazing. And, um, that like that are that is only a small part of what we are now is so now crazy story like he was like hey let's i was getting to the point in my career that like we were going to start designing frames and start designing motors and people wanted to put my name on their products and i was talking to armando and uh talking about what i wanted in a frame and he was actually a former aerospace engineer at boeing uh, people who make the airplanes and he was like well i actually have some ideas on some uh, a frame and that's what the switchback came from our very first product and wow. um which was my signature frame racing frame mm -hmm. and we were going to go with another company they were going to like cut it for us sell it for us and it was going to have my name on it but then we were kind of i remember i was flying back from turkey the world drone cup i got on a phone call with him and the idea is kind of sparked of like what would happen if we did it ourselves?" um and, you know, we were just going to sell a couple frames out of my basement and just go about our day. I think it would be something fun to do. And now that was a year and a half ago, uh, which is crazy to think about from my side. Um, but, yeah, mm. it's been a crazy little journey. And, you know, it just started out, again, as Armando, just, hey, I'll build you some quads here and there. And now we're business partners, per se. And uh, it's been a really cool thing. But I, I'd say the, the most recent quad I built uh, or worked on, et cetera, was the, the Tiny Trainer. Armando's hosting races in St. Louis doing these spec races with a tiny trainer. So I've got, I've got mine right here. Mm -hmm. So this is our uh, tiny trainer, which is a, uh, as you can see, it's a three inch size drone, uh, toothpick esque. Mm -hmm. And it's meant to, uh, it was meant to help me uh, train for DRL. So I actually have a racer four right here, which is the DRL drone. And so this is like, as you can see, a, like a baby version <laughs> wow, of it uh, so to cool. help me, yeah. to help me practice for the DRL. 
Um, and that's well, uh, and go ahead. Now might be a great time to tell everybody uh, what our special giveaway is. You were nice yeah. enough to to donate something to the show today. What are we going to give away in our raffle in a few? Yeah, so um, we are. I saw that you guys were doing a raffle, and I wanted to contribute. Of course, uh, you guys bring me on the show. I was really appreciative. So we are um, going. Five through three is going to donate a, a tiny trainer frame kit, which is the the frame you're seeing here. It'll come with uh, the black or cyan prints, the light blue, uh, the orange are a little special I got from Armando, I guess. Um, and then we're also donating the uh, the motors. So we have spec motors. These are the tiny Turner motors. It's a cheesy name. I know. I know. <laughs> no uh, way, dude, that's awesome. But That's awesome. Yeah, it's a cheesy name. But they are um, the uh, 1404, 45, 33 kV motors that we are recommending for the tiny trainer that we do all these spec races with all across the, the country. Um, so yeah, we're going to donate both of those to you guys. Anyone on the stream, uh, can win them in the raffle. However, however that works, yes. but uh, they'll be shipped out straight from my basement. And if you guys, whoever wins, you want me to sign something, put some extra stickers, extra caramels, whatever you want. It's literally going out like two store stories below where I am right now. So that is uh, so cool. Well, we thank you uh, tremendously for such an awesome and a generous gift. That is really, really cool. Oh man. Please don't tell me you froze. Let's see here. Evan, where are you at? You with me? Oh, man. He's coming back, hopefully. Technical difficulties. It always happens. So on the, on the Vojar, you can uh, enter into that raffle right now. The first raffle we're doing is for Pyrodrone. Let me see if I can get him back here. Where'd you go? Heads up. Might have to resend his link. Well, we can talk a little bit about Pyrodrone. Pyrodrone.com has given us a $15 raffle here. Uh, maybe he's coming back. No, not yet. So we have a $15 gift certificate to give away. That's going to happen in, in pretty soon. Looks like uh, less than 30 minutes. We're giving that away. Oh, man. Where did poor Evan go? See here, I'll re-invite him here. Oh, just a few te technical difficulties here. Talk amongst yourself. I'm sure it'll. I'm sure he's coming back someday, somewhere. Okay, let's invite him. Heads up. Here we go. Everybody, cross your fingers. <clears throat> Just a little uh, technical difficulties, I'm sure. I'm sure he's coming back. I don't think I said anything to uh, offend him greatly. Oh, oh, I think we're coming back, maybe. Back. Hey, wow. there he is. It's all good. Sorry, I'm sorry. My computer, I don't know what happened back there, but it just turned <laughs> off. So I had to go find it. I, oh, my God. I just ran a marathon. Uh, but I'm back. I'm back. Thank you. So sorry about that happened, man. It's all cool. We, not uh, at all. That was not sure whose fault, but I, I definitely my my side. But it's, it's all good now. Got a new computer. Slightly worse camera, but I think we'll make it work. 
Thank you, Evan. You're the man. Cool. All right, cool. Well, yeah, we were just talking about the raffle anyway. We are talking about all the cool stuff that we're going to give away on the show tonight. So we uh, really didn't miss much. And uh, anyway, so Wait. cool. Um, so what's next for you? You're going to college? I mean, you're, uh, you're finishing up school this year, right? You're a senior? Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a senior in high school right now, and I am not going to college currently. So um, that was obviously a very big decision for me. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, like I said, I have a lot of uh, opportunities per se that have been presented to me. Sure. And um, as far as 5 being on the DRL, doing all these like, I mean, filming gigs and so forth, I, I've got a lot that I can take advantage of and I, I want to. And you know that everybody always says, that like you, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And um, to be in my position right now, I, I just feel it'd be stupid for me to kind of shy away from uh, to, from all this and to go a different route and to take away the the focus from all this. Because I feel like if I work really hard to do this, then I, I can make something out of it. And even if I don't, then I will again have had so many awesome experiences that I I can't yeah. turn down. So no um, it was a very um, tough decision to make for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am, uh, excited, uh, to have made it and, you know, I can always go back and I have a very supportive family. I'm very fortunate, but I am, um, just going to make the most of it. And if it goes well, it goes well. And if it doesn't, then, then so be it. But, um, I'm going to give everything I have all I can. And, uh, I'm very happy with how it's gone so far. Well, talk to us about 533 because, uh, that's a heck of a company. I mean, I'm poking around your website and I'm impressed to all heck i mean there's there's got to be a huge future in that for you um how did that come about how did you start 533 yeah so it it really started in um turkey i would say which is crazy to say but i was at the world drone cup in turkey um and i was sitting there and it was uh, a table with me um surge from pyro flip uh, as you know and then uh, trappy from tbs uh the owner of team black sheep mm-hmm. we were all kind of sitting there talking we were talking, we were sitting there looking at the new frame that I, that we, Armando had designed for me and just kind of talking about it and how we were going to go about selling it. And I was telling them we were going to work with another company and just, I, I had, they hadn't even crossed my mind that I would sell it myself, but they were obviously two of the most respected people in the industry. And I thank them all the time for uh, kind of pushing me in this direction. But they were saying that like, you know, it wouldn't hurt to, you know, throw up a website buy the frames yourself, put them in a package and just sell them yourself. Why not try it? And uh, I, at this point in my life, this was, uh, like I said, about, it's probably about two years ago, a year and a half ish. They, um, I had, when people asked me what I wanted to do, I had no idea. Of course, drone racing was not what it is today. And um, I, I mean, even to now, I don't want to, drone racing is not uh, some long-term career for me. It's uh, obviously something I'm very excited for right now, but I, I, it's like any professional athlete. I, uh, probably most more than likely will not be here uh in the position i am so i'm trying to make the most of it while i can and um so i I was always unsure of what i would do outside of racing but and i'd never found something that like really excited me um for for work to to work like to it could be something bigger than just racing or flying rc like i have my entire life Mm -hmm. but um they can kind of gave me that idea i i Got into uh, a, again. I called Armando on my way back, sitting in the airport. It was in the Washington airport, DC airport, and I was like, "Hey, man, like, what do you think about like us doing this ourselves?" And uh, kind of, it was really luck. I've been very lucky several times meeting the right people at the right times, as far as like getting a website built. And it's so much of this. I've been very fortunate to find like, just like 
the guy who built our website, I was like, I helped him get his first quad going at a tiny whoop race in like, like two years prior. And it was just like, he knew who I was. And I was just like, his tiny, his tiny whoop didn't work. And I was like, let's fix it. And I went over there, got it working. And he was so, so appreciative. And then he kind of got wind of, and he had started uh, several uh, successful businesses in the past. And he caught wind of me um, getting into this. And he was a huge help. His name is Matthew Hill. He's been a huge help to me. Um, from the very beginning and I still have uh I still have meetings with him like every month kind of uh like as my mentor almost so uh and there are so many things like that of just I obviously was able to have pretty good connections within the industry already with uh being sponsored pilot in the past and going to races and meeting people mm -hmm. so that was very very helpful because I wasn't going into an industry that I one wasn't familiar with I was very familiar with the industry and two, I already had all these great connections. And instead of going up to them, asking for like parts to work with as a sponsored pilot, I was now going to them wanting to work on products with them. Right. And it was kind of it was a great little relay because I've so, and I've been big on any sort of, any of my sponsors in the past, I've always been big on like loyalty. I don't want to be the type that's jumping from sponsor to sponsor. And so luckily I had some really good relationships built up around the community. And they've uh, been in return, helped me out a lot. So that's been um, something I'm very, very uh, grateful for and 53 has gone from our very first product coming out in november of 2019 to now having uh, dozens of products we have dozens on the horizon and it has turned into something where it bigger than i could have ever imagined but like i was saying earlier like i didn't know what i wanted to do and i didn't know what i was passionate about outside of flying and this has just been something that i've absolutely loved i love the, the late nights early mornings i love the marketing i love all that just doing it all at once um, I, you know, I, I thrive off pressure with racing. I'm under pressure all the time. And I love that. I love being in that, um, that space. And when you run a business, it's very similar. You're, there's a lot of, um, times when there's a lot of pressure built up on your decisions. One decision could absolutely like ruin something. It could be a terrible product that nobody likes. You just wasted a bunch of money or it could be a great product that could go super, super well. And there's so much risk and reward and so many things you have to analyze and multitask at once. And I've been so, so happy to have done this. It's taught me so much. Um, and things that I, I wouldn't learn in high school. I mean, I can go to high school and take the business class or this, the economics class and so forth. But I've been so fortunate to, to simultaneously be doing what I love and learning about all these things that I need to know for life at the same time. And I, I just feel so incredibly lucky to have done that. I've had so many people be helpful uh, for me getting there throughout all of this. So uh, it, it wasn't all me. I, I haven't done uh, what I've done is just only a small, a small portion of what's happened. And I've been, again, very lucky to have all the right people around me. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's all thanks to just building good relationships way before any of this even happened. And I think that, I mean, you see a bunch of FEV companies sparking up all over the place and they're all trying to jump in to make a quick buck and they all throw out and they all like go out of business really fast. But I think I've been, uh, I, we can't, Armando and I both came into this not wanting to make this a job, not wanting to make this a career, but just to sell a couple frames in my basement. And now it has grown from just the passion and um, like authenticity, I would say, is really what has uh, made us into what we are now. Is that It's two guys. I'm a pilot. I fly every single day. Armando's a pilot engineer, and we love this sport. We love this hobby. Armando's putting in he's running races and all and stuff all the time. I'm trying to give back to the community and so forth, however I can all the time. And that is, uh, I think really what has been so uh, special about five through three is that how authentic it is and how much passion is really running the, the company at all times. What are you guys working on? What's the next thing are you developing? I mean, I, without giving any too many secrets yeah. away, what, what are you guys working on? 
Well, um, we just came out with uh, the new racing frame, which is the Switchback Pro. Um, yeah. So that's like the newest rendition. Um, so here it is right here. This is actually the quad I flew at yeah. the Nationals, uh, the MultiGP Champs here recently. Mm -hmm. um, so that was what we worked on most recently, of course, working with all the pilots that we did. We have a great group of uh, pilots that we support, and they uh, in turn help us with developing new stuff. Um, and there's, I would say there's so much on the horizon. Uh, it's really uh, difficult to put it all into one thing. Uh, I'll, I'll give a, a small, so um, I guess I'll give a small hint of where 533 is going. And so right now we sell frames, motors, um, I mean, just propellers, things like that. And we started out just like a very small company. You know, we're not in the position to go in full. Of course, that requires a lot of capital, a lot of money. And uh, so we started out small. We just slowly started growing. But now we're to the point now where uh, we are in a position where we can grow. Uh, relatively quickly and we have uh, now that brand kind of built up everybody is starting to know who 553 is I'm very fortunate to be able to market it myself it's by, the names are becoming intertwined heads up and 533 which has been great mm -hmm. um, and now we're wanting to, to go bigger and um, to like be like your one-stop shop where you can come in and get a 533 charger a 533 radio a 533 motor 533 propeller 533 everything and it's just gonna work and that's been our biggest thing is you know FPV is, is relatively difficult to get into mm -hmm. um, and we want to especially in the racing scene it's growing every single day it seems like mm -hmm. and it's, it's really difficult to to know what to get to all oh, these this person's running this but this person's running this and oh well he's sponsored does he really mean that and we're trying to come out with genuine products um, that, that all work together by genuine pilots and just, again, have that passion and that community and that just authenticity behind it all. It's um, really pushing it. And I mean, like, I, I mean, do they talk about customer service? I feel like is a big topic in all of these in FPV yeah. and FPV uh, and et cetera. And you can just, I mean, the, I'd say the main, our mainstream of customer service is people just messaging me on Facebook, texting me, doing whatever, DMing me on Instagram, et cetera. And you're not talking to someone else. People like when they DM 533 on Instagram, they're like, hi, sir. Like, who is this? Blah, blah, blah. And it, I mean, it's me. You're talking to me. You're talking to Armando, the two people. You're not talking to anybody else. You're talking to me. I'm happy to help you whenever I can. People people give me crap all the time. Like I'm at school and like, why are you on your phone? Why are you always on the laptop? Why is the email? It's like, well, I'm trying to respond to this person because like, he can't figure out how to build this frame. And this person really likes it and wanted to just say thank you and just trying to respond to everybody. It's not somebody else. It's us. I'm putting 100% of my effort into this, making 3 the best it can be. And again, I don't think that's really uh, something you can, can find elsewhere. And that's what I'm trying to be is trying to, show people that like this is this is what I want to do this is what I love doing you're not I'm not doing this for a buck I'm doing this for just because I love it and I love hearing like oh I love your product or oh like thanks so much here's me like getting second place getting last place at a race I flew your product I don't care like as long as you're enjoying it then that it really just means so much to me and that's why I, I try and work as hard as I do to, like, to give back is because I, I love seeing that so much and to see more people get involved in FPV um, and I guess result of five through three, it really means a lot. So that's, um, and we're just going to try and make it as big as we can to, uh, bring even more people in. Well, that's, that's such an interesting thing that you brought up about like doing customer service at school. So like you <laughs> must live a double life. Do the people at school, like you're sitting in algebra, like do the people like <laughs> next to you, like, Hey, that's the guy who was just on the DRL. Who's like the world's fastest freaking drone pilot. I mean, do they know how many, how many? How, yeah like, like how many people at school know your life are you batman or what what's it like <laughs> I, I would say as i mean as 30 i mean i guess if we go way back i really was almost like 
shy and like embarrassed about being like the flying drones all the time and oh what are you doing on the weekend oh nothing but i'm going to a drone race and x place and stuff but now you know it, it definitely got to the point where it was a little bit harder to hide i would say and like especially with the business and everything it got to something where i was um you know i i'm a, i'm a senior in high school and there's if i'm worried about that then i'm not going to be anywhere in life so i was just like who cares i i'm passionate about this i love doing this i've gotten to the point where not many people have gotten in the industry or whatever they do. Um, so people have started to find out more and more about it. The school, obviously, I mean, I uh, I actually went homeschooled for a semester just to travel and go do all the races that I could. People were like, where'd you go for six months? And I was like, well, I went and traveled like all of Europe and Asia uh, to fly drones. Um, and um, then so people, and then of course now with the business, it's funny, like, I mean, we have 53 crew necks and I have just buddies then they'll like, oh, that's a cool sweatshirt. Where to get it? Well, it's my business and they'll buy them. So like today there were two people wearing five through three crew necks. Um, and uh, it, it's really kind of cool just to, I mean, to, of course, to have your friends and people in your school support you and stuff. None of them, I'm sure. I mean, it's so difficult to understand like the magnitude of all this stuff. Um, but I guess I'm just known as a guy who runs a business, flies drones, is on TV every now and then. And um, they, I mean, yeah, people, again, not many people know too much about it. They know that I do it, but uh, I'm not in the, the business of trying to tell people all the stuff that I'm doing. I, of course, people ask about it. I'm happy to tell them about it, but uh, I'm just trying to uh, go out and do the best I can at all this. And if you're interested, you're interested. If you're not, then then so be it. Um, but that's kind of my uh, my outlook on it. But it is it is kind of funny to be in to be in class responding to messages or be in class trying to make a social media post about some new prop or something's in stock etc and uh but it's it's been a cool experience nonetheless and everybody is is really supportive of it and uh, excited about it so i'm uh, in a very fortunate position i'd say that's yeah it, amazing the the worlds that you live in because you definitely you live in many many you wear many hats i guess i should say how did the name 533 come about so 53 is, uh, as you guys know, who are watching, um, when you're setting up your rates on your drone, you know, everybody's like, oh, what rates do you run? What's this? What's this? What like super, what, uh, super rate, what RC rate, whatever. Right. Um, and so there's, of course, in beta flight and all the, the flight softwares, there's a, um, a number on the right that tells you your maximum degrees per second. Your so when you put the stick all the way to the right, what are, um, how many degrees per second is your drone rotating? And the, my rates that I, so I've known and I'm really picky, like I have ran the same rates for like three years. Mm -hmm. And I tell anybody who's asking me, how do I get better? Just pick rates, don't change them. Mm -hmm. um, that's my first thing I tell them. And so that I started to kind of like be known for these rates. Um, and they came out to 533 degrees per second and started more and more people started using them. I, I mean, I was using them. And, um, so then I, t I tell people all the time, I think the hardest part about starting the business for me was coming up with a name. Like we had it all set up. We had the website, we had all this, but we needed a logo for which had to involve the name and, uh, just have something to brand off of. And, um, Matt, the guy who helped, uh, with the, the website and kind of mentoring me in the business, he was like, we got to pick a name. We got to go for it. And, um, he came up with the logo. He came up with, uh, he kind of just pushed me in the direction of like, let's go five through three. And now it's been, um, I mean, it is what it is. We went with it. I'm very happy with it. It's turned into a brand that I'm very happy about. And, uh, but that's, that's where it's originated from is my rates and beta flight from three or four years ago, which I think is kind of funny. I think that's an awesome story. Seriously. I didn't know yeah. that. So I think uh, hopefully 
viewers or people out there are going, ah, 533, that makes sense now. That's really cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> so are you an analog or digital guy? I mean, I know you have to – what do you fly? Analog or digital? Yeah, what do so you like? I, I fly analog. I mean, for all the racing stuff, of course, we want the low latency. We don't really care about the image. Um, so I fly all analog stuff for the most part. I mean, I've started getting into filming and stuff and freestyle, and I do have a DJI system, of course. Uh, for like any big shoots, they all want DJI. So I've got like the the Fix and the the Sicarios or whatever that that have DJI on them. And um, so that I do run DJI for that stuff, and it's great. It's really cool to see a big corporation like DJI getting into FPV and growing it the way they have in the last year or so. Um, so I, you know, I, there's all these people who like hate on DJI, like I don't want you in my space and all this stuff. And I, mm. From my perspective, and someone who runs a business within FPV, I think that is is dumb to try and shy them away from it, uh, or to push them away from uh, from FPV. And they're they're going to bring in so many people. And if you can, in, like inject all these people into FPV, you'll you're not going to just help DJI. You're going to grow all of, like the economy of FPV and all of these small companies such as Five Three Three, such as Pyro Drone. And so I think it's really cool. And I support fight and DJI and all the stuff they're doing. Um, but I, of course, uh, with racing, we, uh, we all stick to analog for right now, but I'm excited to see where all this goes, um, in the future. Yeah. It's the amazing quality is incredible. I think it's brought a lot of pilots back who, who were frustrated with the analog signal, especially those freestyle guys, you know, and, yeah. and you mentioned freestyle. So tell me what's your favorite trick? What do you like? To, what are you working on? What do you got? <laughs> I, I, uh, so I started out flying doing freestyle. Um, but then I got into racing. I've, uh, I'm very competitive. I probably more than I should be, I would say. And, uh, so I kind of shied away from freestyle, went into racing full speed. Um, but I do a little bit of freestyle here and there. And my biggest thing is I just, um, I want to, uh, I think if you want to be good at freestyle and you're really not that good at freestyle, as long as you fly close to things, like whether that be a tree, the ground, whatever it is, people will think you're better than you are. So my biggest thing is if I come out of a dive, I want to be that high off the ground. If I want to fly around a tree, I want to be that close to the tree. And I might not have the best flow or whatever. And I mean, I don't really post freestyle videos at all, but I want to get close to stuff. And I think that if you're out there watching right now, and you, like, I want to be good at freestyle, but I'm really not that good. Then just get close to stuff and don't safe things please like don't like go flying around people and say well i told you to fly close to things please fly close to trees and whatever else that's not gonna hurt anything or cost you money um but that is uh as far as freestyle goes i don't do it much um but that's my 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 trick for freestyle i guess you know kids take note right write that down because that is i've never heard that before and that's gold i mean really yeah. when you're watching those videos that's something that's so exciting so very cool yeah. awesome so um do you, have you ever thought about doing like uh, flying a, a plane in real life or getting your pilot's license or doing something like that? Yeah, so um, me, I'm getting my pilot. That. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so I have been in aviation my entire life, of course, and uh, I've been interested in planes and anything that flies for so long. But um, I, um, of course, I'm, I'm not going to college, so I'm trying to make up, you know, like backup careers, things to put on a resume. And just if all this stuff falls through tomorrow, like what would I do? Um, so I decided I was going to go into getting my, my pilot's license. And I told myself when I started DRL that I, if I won the world championship that I would reward myself and go get my pilot's license. Um, so that's I won DRL, which I was very, very happy about. Um, and I was like, okay, well, um, 
let's go get a pilot's license. So I went into my local airport, told them what I was looking to do, and they were all for it. And I had a local flight school, which has been great. Um, but I've been in it for about two and a half weeks now. I think I have like 12 or 13 hours flying. I'm flying up for people who are interested in flying a Cessna 172. Very um, like cliche, just like that's your normal uh, training airplane. Mm-hmm. I have, oh my gosh, I've loved every second of it. I've flown in small planes before. I've got obviously got to fly in a lot of big planes and doing traveling to different races. Um, but it's just been so cool to, I mean, I, I, I get to see the world from the goggles perspective all the time. Mm-hmm. But then now to take that same challenge, put yourself in the pilot seat, literally, um, and got, get to learn all these new things. I love learning things, soaking up that information and learning more about how our drones fly, how these planes fly. It's been really cool because not only are you you're seeing what's going on and you're looking at the speed indicators and you're looking at all this, but you're seeing how it uh, affects you like as you're sitting there. And I think that uh, that's really cool. Something I'm interested in. Not everybody will enjoy it, of course, but it's something I've always been interested in and I'm uh was able to uh, get into it. So I'm uh, really enjoying that. I've only been doing it for like two and a half, three weeks now, but I've loved every second of it. And I uh, hope to, to keep doing it as just, I mean, even just a hobby in the future to go out, I mean, fly to lunch, fly to the beach, uh, something like that. It just it sounds cool so to me. You, and you physically have flown the plane. I mean, you said 12 hours or something like that in a flight time. So, I mean, you've had the sticks yeah. in hand and you're, you're controlling the plane and <laughs> you're flying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I uh, I fly just three or four, like four or five times a week. I'd probably say three or four, um, and that's where I go straight from school. I uh, five through three. We now have an employee. We have an employee who goes down to the shop, works, does all the packages for me, which is uh, so nice. Is uh, actually one of my best friends from school works for me now, which is cool. Um, and then when he goes down there and does that, I go out to the airport, go fly uh, for a couple hours, and I come back, see him as he's getting off, uh, help him however I can. And, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I do now. I'm, I'm trying to stay busy. Um, and of course, uh, when you're, um, applying yourself to so many different things, it does get hard to like manage your time and stuff, but I love that, that grind per se. And, um, doing all this, trying to get good at everything I'm doing as, as fast as possible, but, um, it's definitely keeping, it's made me manage my time, manage my energy and just, uh, something I'm really just happy to do. I, I love flying and it's been, a really cool experience has there been any uh surprises or scary moments or or things that made you nervous like you know have you been in like white knuckle one and stephanie if you're watching this right now i'm so sorry but i uh one of my second times i went flying it was this uh my i was a new flight instructor uh her, her name is stephanie and um, she recently just got a job and it's not going to be a flight instructor. So she's going off to fly a big airplane. So really cool. But she was my uh, flight instructor for the day and we were going up practicing, doing all these things. It's my second time flying and we were doing all this cool stuff. I was enjoying it. Of course. I mean, I'm still like a kid in a candy store, like looking out the window, like this is so cool. Um, but we did a few turns, steep turns and stuff. And she was helping me get through it and everything. And then she says, um, well, and I was doing well. And she said, well, if you're, if you can do that so well, what are you going to do now? And she, um, puts the engine to idle like she simulates a engine failure so i'm like i'm like whoa okay so then i do i go through the protocol of what happens when you have an engine failure so you're supposed to set your uh, um, descending speed to like 70 minutes and uh, do these certain things and sh- turn on car heat and do all these i mean it's, that's what i love about flying right now is just like there's so many things you have to remember to do and it's so cool um because you it's really affecting you as you're in the air but we're sitting there and she's like she's treating it like it's real life like look for a field look for an open uh interstate and stuff and i'm like sitting here freaking out shaking um 
but we get down to about a thousand feet, a thousand, 1500 feet. And I like the people are starting to get bigger. The cars are starting to get bigger. We're starting to see like the trees and stuff. And finally she's like, okay, we can go. And then she turns it back on and we go back off. But I was like, I mean, I just met that lady 30 minutes late or 30 minutes earlier. Now we're just a thousand feet off the ground. Hoping they'll die. Wow. Uh, but you know, um that gave me i guess a lot she to see how much confidence she had in the airplane that gave me some confidence i guess so it was scary at the time um but it was uh definitely scary and i was freaking out well past the landing but um it was um i mean i've done it i obviously got back in the airplane the next day so it didn't scare me too much wow you ever think about jumping out of one of those airplanes you ever think about skydiving or anything crazy like that well if, if my mom is watching me definitely <laughs> not yeah but i um, but, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I, I probably wouldn't uh, do it every day. Um, but yeah, it's like a bucket list type thing. You know, maybe you're going skydiving. That I, I feel like it'll end up on my bucket list. It probably is already there. I turn 18 in like 20 or what, like 16 days. Wow. Uh, so, I mean, you're counting? allowed to skydive if you turn 18. Yeah, who's yeah, counting? Right. Um, and... Um, so maybe, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm sure I might be able to get a sweet deal for some skydiving at the local flight school. Um, but who knows? And again, my mom would probably kill me. But, uh, I mean, I might, the skydiving might kill me first. So, but I don't know. I uh, hopefully, I'd I plan, I'd say I'll probably end up doing it. And, uh, but hey, I, I don't know yet. I don't know. I'll put crazy hobbies do you have or what other am crazy ambitions to do crazy things do you have i do you own a one wheel there's a good question i, I do i own a one wheel <laughs> um <laughs> yeah um it's standard I, drone so I, equipment standard drone yeah equipment that, that is really is yeah i would say i mean uh so people always ask me like when i'm so i obviously fly and i race and compete a lot and they ask how to get to like the next level and being a professional in this i think it's really important to maintain that like spark and that drive i um like a lot of people who become professional have kind of tailored off just because like it's turned into a job to them and it's, mm. they haven't done as well um, just because it wasn't as fun for them. And, you know, when you, mm. you do a job, you might be good at it, but you're never going to like go above and beyond to be the best at your job, maybe unless you really love it. And that's kind of been, I want to keep that love behind it all the time. And that's my passion. Mm. So I've tried to find other hobbies that keep me interested. So I, I have my, um, my racing and my drone right in the business and all that stuff, but I do things like um, I, I'm big into disc golf. So if you guys ever play disc golf, it's yeah. uh, cheap. Um, you can go play courses for free. And it's just something me and my buddies do. Of course, we all are in high school. If there's a nice evening, it's been cold here in Tennessee recently, but uh, we'll go out to the local university. They have a great little disc golf course. Go play around with your buddies. Um, and that's just something that it frees your mind up. And I've just, I've really enjoyed doing that. Um, other than that, I, I play the cello and I, I started getting into the guitar. Um, so the cello is like, uh, for those who don't know, it's an instrument we play in an orchestra. And I've done that since I was in the fifth grade. So I, I'm in 12th grade now, been doing it for a while. Something I love to do. Um, as I was telling you earlier, I um, used to take it super, super seriously. But then I kind of started to focus on like, taking the racing side of things more seriously and trying to be the best at that. Um, so now it's turned into more of just a hobby that I really enjoy doing. Um, so I, I'm a part of my uh, high school orchestra that I do. Uh, so I play every single day doing that, which is a hobby that I'm into. I'm also into uh, running and cycling. Um, so like I, uh, I run, I try and run or cycle every day. I went on a big bike ride a day. I'm very fortunate to live by the Smoky Mountains here in East Tennessee. So me and my uh, actually employee and friend, 
we were like, uh, it's a beautiful day out. It got up to 65 degrees, which I know you're in the Bay Area. It's probably freezing for you, but it's been cold here recently. Um, so we decided we were going to push off the work for today until later in the afternoon. I didn't have to fly till later in the afternoon. So we just went out on a bike ride, uh, which was oh, it was so nice to go up into the mountains in the shade and the feel of the wind uh, that didn't burn your face because it was so cold. Uh, it was just so nice. And I, I love doing that. It keeps me, uh, I do, I, I mean, I do that type of stuff to keep me fresh for the racing and stuff, just like, um, I, I was trying to get to the next level of, of competing and I felt like I was losing by just 1% here and there. And what I did to kind of break over that barrier was I started like exercising and working out over quarantine to try and get that like mental edge over people and have that mental stamina for that finals heat. And that's kind of what um, sparked my, uh, I guess, passion and drive and uh, to exercising and staying fit. Um, so that's something I've enjoyed doing. I, I don't diet or do anything crazy. I love food way too much, but I mean, I love things. I'm never going to be no bodybuilder or anything like that, but I love, you know, going to a nice bike ride with your friends, going on a run with a buddy that you haven't seen in a while. I've really enjoyed doing that and just being in nature. I'm a big sucker for a nice sunrise or a uh, sunset or something like that. Um, and, um, so I, I, as you can tell, I try and keep a lot of hobbies outside of FPV that keep me busy at all times. I mean, now flying real planes has turned into a hobby for me. So I, I have I'm never bored and I love that. I don't want to be bored. I've always got something on my plate and um, that's just what keeps me busy, I guess. Well, how did you get your nickname heads up? <laughs> that is an interesting one too. Um, so the name heads up came from one of the first times I flew a drone and uh, <laughs> this uh, was my good buddy, Sam Pankratz. He's still one of my best friends. He got me into flying drones actually. And, um, he, um, flying, so I come from planes and he got, I remember him bringing his first racing drone over and uh, we were flying out at this place, standing in the shade. And these, I mean, it was a, this was like four or five years ago, really crappy camera. I was obviously not too in control of the drone, but long story short, I was going to hit a gap in between these trees and lo and behold, this gap was the gap that we were standing in. And I actually hit Sam, my best friend, in the oh, face with a drone. No. And luckily, I was going slow. I, I was not the racer that I was today, or that I am today, I guess, back then. I was just cruising, putting along. And it cut up his it cut up his lips and his mouth a little bit. But uh, he'll, I forever am in debt to Sam, I would say. Um, but he, he ended up being totally fine. Um, he's got a little scar under his lip. Uh, but, I mean... Hey, um, that you win some, you lose some, I guess. And but we're still friends, believe it or not. I think that's the craziest part of the whole story, is that he's still my friend after that. But uh, no, we've uh, Sam has been a really big. Um, he's been one of my best friends, of course, and been so uh, instrumental into what I've become today, as far as flying and doing, being in drones and RC. It's largely in part to him. So I. Uh, I'm always trying to do whatever I can. Uh, and whenever he wants anything, he can always hold the, well, you hit me in the face with a drone against me. So I, I feel like I owe it to him a little so bit. He, he started calling you heads up? Well, yeah. So he hit me, and that was before I got into racing. We were going to go to our first race a few months later. And I was like, well, I need a racer name if I'm going to be going to a race tomorrow. And um, he was uh, he's the one who actually picked it out, and he said I should be heads up. And uh, it's stuck ever since, I guess. And not many people know the uh, truth behind it. I, not exactly something I go around screaming to everybody, I guess. I don't want to tell people. And especially, like, if you're at a park and, like, well, why is your name heads up? And you tell them that you hit somebody. And you're like, oh, my gosh. And I was like, I promise I'm a little bit better now. Um, but, uh, 
that is where that came from. Yeah. But um, I, I've definitely said I've not hit a person since, uh, which is good. Um, and I, I plan not on what and I plan to uh, keep it that way. I love it, dude. That's great inside uh, information there, guys. That's so cool. I uh, just wanted to remind everybody that we do have that raffle going. Uh, we've been heads up has been generous enough to donate a frame for us and some motors uh unbelievably cool stuff so uh, if you haven't entered that raffle yet please do uh, that's super cool so uh next question for you here you know the sport is it's growing it's it's growing fast and slow it's kind of it, it's weird how it ebbs and flows um where where do you see the sport of drone racing in particular in like five years where's it going yeah that uh, is a absolutely amazing question that i i don't think many people know um obviously drl uh is like the premier racing league right now um and i, I don't see that changing at all they are doing amazing things partnering with companies like t-mobile body armor champion all these like name brands and bringing all these people and money into the sport which is so cool um but i I, I really don't know where drone racing will be in five years. And I mean, that, as far as a career in my eyes, I mean, I, I have, I'm trying to build all these things around me to where if drone racing could disappear tomorrow and I'll still be okay type thing. But I, I drone racing is what I love. I love doing it. I love the competition, the community behind it. And the, the passion that I have for it is unwavering. Um, but as far as where it will be in five years, I have absolutely no idea. DRL is trying to be, a live sport like you want to they want you to go to a stadium mm -hmm. buy a ticket go and get your popcorn get your hot dog hamburger whatever sit there and watch a drone race and have the drones fly over you and you're sitting there watching the live feeds mm -hmm. and i think that is just so epic mm -hmm. um and it could be so cool in theory and i think they're really trying to to do that and they're growing every single year and of course with covid that's made it difficult but um I don't know. And it just depends how uh, the FPV community itself grows. It's all racing's not going to grow unless the community does first and vice versa. Um, so I, with companies again, like DJI and all these people making FPV more easy to get into. Um, I, I really think we're going to start to see that as the racing community grows, as the FPV community grows and all the ways that it is, um, it'll all kind of grow together. And uh, I'm excited to uh, see that. And I, I, I am so excited to see the, um, the grassroots people still there. Of like, I've been doing this for so long. And I, I mean, I've grown up with so many of these people at this point. Like my entire teenage years have been spent around these people that like I've grown up with them. They've seen me grow up. I've got to grow up with them. And it's been really cool. So even if the turns into millions and millions and millions of pilots here and uh, everywhere. I think it'll be really cool just to have that grassroots group of guys that we have right now uh, that'll always be there. And I, I'm excited for that, regardless where FPV goes in the next uh, year, two years, five years, 10 years. I, I'm, uh, I, I always have like that family, I guess you could say, within that community. That is awesome. Uh, a question from the floor we had is, uh, let's see here, how close is the the sim to the real racer four so when you're flying a actual re real racer floor racer four in real life yeah. compared mm -hmm. to when you're flying it in the sim how close is that particular comparison 
Yeah, that's a question we get a lot. And I would say it's one undoubtedly closer than you would ever imagine, really. And like I've heard people say, well, I tried the Deer LSM and it just it was too heavy. I mean, it didn't feel like a real drone. And that's that's what the DRL, that's what the race four flies like. They are big, heavy pigs. They were flying around at full throttle all the time. And it's such a cool experience because like you're not sitting there pedal pattern the throttle. You're just pegged. You go into a corner and you're just sitting there looking at the guy in front of you, trying to manage your energy and cut in front of him in the next turn. Um, but it, it's so incredibly realistic. And, you know, I put in like, I think it's 1200 hours over this entire DRL season practicing um, to do the best that I can. So that is a lot, um, but it, it really applied uh, a lot back to flying in real life. And I was able to, practice in real life and that transferred to my flying on the sim and vice versa and when you're seeing things like that then you can really kind of start to understand and accept that it is uh it is really close so it's been a great training tool i know sims are a big thing for a lot of people um but as far as drl goes that's been a, a really cool thing and then going back to practicing for drl of course um everybody they i mean flying the sim is one thing but you can't buy a racer four so that is that is where the tiny trainer came from um so we have the the 533 tiny trainer and that was actually at the beginning made for me to have a tool to train for drl it was just this tiny little and i mean i, I showed you earlier in the stream but here's the racer yeah. four the drl one we race on the show That's um so and cool. then here's the the tiny trainer it's just like a little yeah. tiny version of it the camera's in the same position and everything um it's got the fin on the back well, the whole nine yards um but that is um another way that i've been able to train is and then uh, when you shrink down the tr the drone you don't need a stadium to practice for drl you can make these drl tracks in your backyard and then you get a couple buddies who have them as well they're super strong i mean it's like a tank you have the cheap three cell batteries all your components fit in there like it uses like a tiny board to run the motors motors are cheap props are cheap everything's just cheap and easy on these things they're super durable um and then you can race with your buddies. And that's what we've been doing over this entire winter is really like uh, we're having the 53 Winter Warehouse uh, Tiny Trainer Spec Series. So that means you have to fly the Tiny Trainer, the motors and the props. And you know when you go out there, you're not nobody's going to have a better setup than you. You're going to have the same setup and it makes racing even more fun than it already is just because it's all pilot skill. And it's been really cool um, to see all these people and they have, I mean, you can, we have LED kits for them so they can light up just like the Racer 4 and it feels like you're on DRL and you're flying a $200 little drone with a three cell battery that costs you $12 that you charged and have you have your little LEDs on it. And I think that's been a really cool thing to see people experience just because not everybody is lucky enough to be on the DRL and to um, get to fly a racer four and, and so forth. And I mean, the sim is a great tool. Don't get me wrong. And I think it's really cool if you want to experience it, mm -hmm. but if you want to uh, fly with your buddies and have a little mini DRL, then that's what we've done with the, the tiny trainers trying to build something like that for everyone to experience low budget, low cost and um, have support um, supported by somebody like uh, ourselves that are trying to help the community as much as we can. And um, again, shipped out right two stories below where I am right now in my, uh, in my basement. Yeah. 533.com guys. If you haven't uh, been there, definitely check it out. And of course he was generous enough to, raffle one of those off for us so it's uh like 27 minutes left in the raffle guys so if you haven't entered make sure you enter that thing that's going to be super cool and uh you said a mini drl in your backyard type of thing that is like mm -hmm. the coolest concept ever to take the tracks that we see in the drl and then race them on a tiny trainer that's yeah. awesome what an awesome yeah. concept i would really love to see this Right. Yeah, let's I mean I'm sure I've got a video. I'll see if I can find it here. They um 
they uh, do the, it's really cool because I was, we were trying to think of like, it's really difficult for me to practice for DRL. Cause I want to of course practice for DRL just like it would be in real life. Right. And uh, I don't have a big stadium and yes, you can go out fly in a field. Right. Um, but I wanted to fly in my backyard. I want to fly right there. That way I can practice more than everybody else. Um, and that's kind of where the Mondo came up with it. It was his idea um, to come out with the tiny trainer and we just shrunk it down. And then that means you shrink the drone down, you shrink the top speed down. And now you can bring the tracks to you in your backyard in a parking lot. I mean, I practice in a local parking lot that has lights at night. I mean, all the time. Like if I, before I go to a race, yeah, I'll go out to the parking lot at night, throw up a couple pop-up gates. Another thing, uh, you don't need these huge gates. We fly on DRL. You can fly through tiny gates and it makes the gates bigger because I mean, it's, it fits in the palm of my hand. So now you go from maybe you're going to clip a gate to now you've got all this room and it makes it a lot easier and a lot more forgiving, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, if this will come in focus, we'll see. But here is uh, the tiny trainer race that Armando has been hosting out in St. Louis. Wow. Um, so it looks, it looks like real DRL and you can, you'll see the little specs fly by here and there. And those are the other tiny trainers. So these are guys all flying the exact same drone and Armando's got, of course, these super cool light, lit up tracks, and it feels like a miniature DRL. You pay twenty dollars to get on the entry fee, buy your ticket, show up in St. Louis, and now um, you can fly with all these guys. And you know you don't, you're not going to be on NBC or anything like that, but you can still compete with your buddies, find those guys who you want to beat, and uh, all with just a, a little tiny quad that you're flying in these uh, cool tracks, and it feels like you're on DRL. So I think that's a, a cool thing that Armando's done for sure. Oh, that's um, and something we're um, very happy. cool, insanely yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm I'm going to St. Louis this weekend now to go do that. I, yeah. I mean, seriously, <laughs> so, yeah, that that is so cool. Like every town should have that. Uh, we have breweries that we fly through here and put little tiny yeah. group tracks in, but that was cool. Like specifically yeah. for that. And uh, uh, on those DRL tracks, do you scale that down a little bit? So obviously, you you measure. Are you flying it to scale? Like this is the same setup or is it just to get warmed up yeah so yeah so it's uh, i uh, of course do all my practicing on the racer 4 itself but if like mm-hmm. if it's raining like i actually i have a video of like me practicing in my my garage we have like a three three car garage and i set up a track in my garage and just to wow. keep your your fingers warm keep you warmed up and stuff it's so such a cool little training tool and it's no it's not going to be one-to-one and no, it's not going to be perfect. And no, you can't just shrink the track down and be on DRL, but it's the the concept is there and it's, it's scaled down, I would say to be as close as you can. And it's fun. Um, So it definitely just, my biggest thing when I'm saying I want to get better at racing, or I want to continue getting better as as long as it's staying fun for me, then I'll continue to improve. So this has just been something that I've been able to do fly with local pilots, fly with my dad, fly with things like that keeps it fun and then if i need to go practice for real for a big race then yeah sure i'll take the race of four out we'll go fly through these big gates and big field and i have to spend all day out there but if i just want to throw a couple small batteries on charge and go mess around before the sun goes down like this it's the perfect little backyard basher and it's been something that yes we can sell and other people enjoy but i mean if I, all these products that i sell are some there's some things that i use and enjoy so and people are just uh, i'm lucky that other people enjoy them as well that's the key to it. That's the key to success right there. You mentioned your dad flies a bunch. I mean, how good is your dad? Is he a great pilot, an okay pilot, is he a terrible pilot? I mean, we can be real. How good is your dad of a pilot? He is a, and like I said, we started together um, a while back. And he, he was uh, upset at first because I was 
getting better than him uh, faster, I'd say. Um, but let me see if I can find a video from him. He's actually he he's good, and I would say he actually he competed at the uh, the pro class this year for multi GP, which is I mean that's something in yeah. itself I would say definitely. Um, and he he's no slouch for sure. He, I think he flies more than I do, honestly. Um, just in our backyard, I'm scrolling through Facebook now trying to hear find a video. Here we go. Um, I'll skip through it here. All right, here's this is his uh, FPV name is Quad Doc. Um, he's a doctor, so um, like he's a real doctor. Um, but this is him flying around. This is our backyard. So he's got, of course, we have gates and set up everywhere. But he uh, he's known for being ultra consistent. He's great under pressure. He's not going to go out there and crash trying to beat you. He's just flying at his own pace all the time. But he's no slouch. And if he if do you want to talk about somebody who has fun and loves flying, it's him 100 percent. Um, he, this is something he loves. And of course I've been very fortunate to make this like very big part of my life. And he loves supporting me and doing all he can there to enjoy that with me. So this has been a, a great little thing for us, um, that has, uh, stayed with me for ever since I was six years old, you know? Wow. Um, um, so yeah, he, he loves it every bit as, uh, as I do. And, uh, he flies all the time and he just has a ball with it. That's probably the best part about being an FPV is to be able to do it with your dad or someone that you really care about like that. I mean, that and the, the fact that you just want to do it till it's not fun anymore makes so much sense. I mean, that's so yeah. smart of you to, to think that way. So let's talk a little bit about your sponsors. You got yeah. you still you still taking applications or yeah. What, what do you got going on there? How many sponsors you got and who are they? <laughs> well, um, I, I've got, I definitely have sponsors for sure. Yeah. And I, I think that has kind of, uh, been a shift mm. over the, the course of the business being started is like, yes, I used to be sponsored for frames and promoters and props and all this, but now is the, uh, now I'm kind of the one giving out sponsors. Now people come to me asking for to sponsor them, which has been really cool. But I, I've, uh, again, have had people supporting me for a very long time and I'm very appreciative of that. I have, um, uh, companies like HQ, like the prop company, they have, uh, they actually crazy enough. So we have, of course, HQ propellers, but this uh, canopy for the tiny trainer is actually made by HQ out of the same propeller plastic and the same molding. Um, so you can count on it being super durable. Um, but I would say, I mean, obviously my biggest sponsor that I, I work hard for to maintain is 533, I guess, but I mean, I, I own it. Um, so good answer. Uh, yeah, but other than that, I would say um, Flight One has been a big sponsor for me. Hobby Wing ESC, so that's my flight controller and ESC setup that I go with right now. Um, Run Cam has been a big supporter for me. The cameras for the longest time. Lumineer as well with antennas and all Lumineer products, they've been a big help. Um, and then aside from that, everything is, uh, and then of course Team Black Sheep um, uh, running the tracer system and the Unified, big supporter. Uh, there and I, I love all those companies and I always want to support companies that uh, support the, the industry and all those companies have been big in supporting races and other pilots and stuff so I'm, I'm happy to help them however I can mm -hmm. but um, now yeah we have the 533 frames the motors the uh, just the propellers all kind the whole nine yards there and it's only going to grow mm -hmm. um, so I am uh, very very happy and thankful for all sponsors have done for me over the years but uh, I, I would imagine that I'll only shift to doing more and more 533 stuff uh, as time goes on. But it wouldn't have been possible for me to get where I am without them. Mm -hmm. And I'm forever uh, grateful and in debt to uh, what they've done to help me out. 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing some awesome 533 flight controllers and 533 ESCs. I mean, I'm sure it's all in the works, so that's really cool. Um, so who is your favorite pilot? My favorite pilot. That's a good one. Ooh. Um, well, I would. I, I will go racing, and then I guess in general. I would say if you had to ask me who my favorite pilot was in racing right now, <laughs> this will be a, a hot take for sure. Not many people will probably even know this. Um, I, yeah, I'll go I'll go for the sleeper in it. Um, so my – I've been – I actually started – competing in RC when I was, um, was when I was 11. I won my first national championship when I was 11 years old flying RC wow. airplanes. Um, and this, uh, and obviously I had a lot of people that I competed with in that. And one of them was a guy named Cal and Cal is somebody who's, uh, about six months younger than I am. And I've known him since I was about seven years old competing in RC airplane competitions. And we've kind of grown up together. He lives in Florida. I live in Tennessee, but we've really kind of grown up together flying. And I kind of, he's always been way better than I am at RC airplanes. He's a killer pilot, always known for being one of the best in the world. And I kind of broke off from the RC airplane side. I still do. I still love RC airplanes, but I started doing drones. And um, he uh, more recently started getting into drones. Um, and he, his name is Fiddy Cal. That's his uh, FPV name. What is Fiddy it? Cal. Fiddy Cal? Fiddy, like F-I-D-D-Y and then K-A-L. His name is Cal. Okay. Um, and, um, he is uh, not the fastest pilot right now. I'll give him that, but he's one of the fastest improving, I would say, by far. He's got one of the best personalities you'll ever meet, and he's one of those guys that's like electric when you go and watch him race and stuff. He's always uh, just amped up about it. He's been like – he's essentially my brother, I would say, at this point. I've known him for so long, and we know each other so well. Um, but he is just – he got into drones just like over the summer, and now he's kind of came on to the, uh, into the scene out of nowhere and started – like competing with some of the best pilots in the world. And I mean, I wouldn't expect it from anybody else but him, but like uh, he has just brought that. I mean, I, I was the same way. I picked it up really fast coming from RC planes, but he came on and is now starting to really, really do well. So I'm looking forward to him. And of course, seeing a friend that I've known for so long, get into what I'm doing and be able to support him through five through three and stuff and push him and help him get better in FPV has been really cool. But I would say he will be one of the top pilots in the next year. Uh, like one of the the best, I think. That's my hot take. Not many people know about it right now, but I mean, it's February 10th, 2020. I think by this time next year, I think he'll be one of the best in the world. Uh, just my, my hot take on it. You heard it here first. Uh, you did. You did. And he's going to be so embarrassed that I just said that. And I'm probably going to get a lot of crap, but uh, that's my that's my hot take. And then I'd say in general, my favorite pilot, um, I'm a, a really big fan of just people who have kind of gone out and pioneered the sport. And I know um, – uh, it might be cliche or whatever, but like Johnny FPV and Mr. Steel, I really respect what they've done as far as like Mr. Steel has gone and, and Nurk, uh, another big one, who have kind of taken FPV and turned it into something bigger than it ever was. Johnny FPV leading the like the, the charge as far as filming and making FPV drones popular in filming. And um, it's Mr. Steel kind of turning FPV into like a lifestyle brand. He's done what he's done with ethic is some, ethics. His company is something that I respect so highly. And um it's it's really cool to see uh, pilots like that go from just your they're just your average Joe people we're all just your average Joe people and they're turning FPV into something bigger than we could have ever imagined and I I respect that so much and sure you might not like Mr Steele you might not like Johnny or whoever I, I don't care um, but they you, you really have to look 
past, like anything like that, and just kind of understand how much they've done for us. And I mean, myself as someone who's running a business in FPV, those people are bringing customers to me. They are pushing FPV, making it bigger and helping me out. And I just totally respect what they're doing. And uh, those are, I would say, uh, a lot of people get caught up in the politics of, I don't like you, I don't like this, I don't like this, whatever. And it's just, you really have to understand that we are all in this together and we're all trying to grow this together. And I uh, really respect people like that that have done so much for the sport. Yeah, I 100% agree with you on that. And it's so, it's weird that, you know, it's not a caddy group of people at all, but when you get to that highest, highest level, there's a lot at stake there. And there's a lot of brand yeah. imaging and a lot of things that are at stake besides just a couple guys hanging out and flying drones. So it's, it's kind of yeah. crazy when it gets to that level. But it's so amazing that the camaraderie that we have amongst drone pilots is I think something special that this hobby has that not many hobbies have where we all are in it together. We all try and get everybody in the air, you know, everybody, yeah, no sure. pilot left or no drone left behind. I mean, how many, how many times have you looked for somebody's lost drone? You know, it's like, Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's the it's, spirit of it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. But, no, I think the, go ahead. No, go right ahead. Um, I would say the the community within FPV is something that most people don't realize until they're, they're actually in. It's so hard to, to tell people about and understand it. But um, I think it's really cool that, I mean, you go to a motocross race, you go to a skateboarding event, and you see the the top 10 best Xs in the world. Like, they're, that's, they're the best in the world at that. Mm -hmm. And you go there, they're, like, unapproachable. You don't want to go up to them, and they're, like, you're scared of them. Right. And right. They just seem like this like godlike like figure almost, and I think that's really cool about FPV is like we're all I mean you still might have those people who like seem like that and they might be the best racer the best freestyler they filmed at some crazy movie or something, but they are ninety nine percent of these guys are all willing I mean to come on and do the live do a live stream and take couple hours out of the day to do a live stream or yep. to go help you get your quad work and get a tune on your quad give them your rates do whatever and i uh, i've had so many people like uh, i mean message me and be like hey like oh like you responded whatever it's like yeah of course i responded like of course i i want to help make fpv what it is today and i think that's so um synonymous among all of these top guys is that we all want to we understand that we're not going to be we won't be where we are today without the 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 community behind it. We want to support you guys as much as possible. We want you to have the best experience as possible. So it's, I think that's really unique about FPV and um, in response to all the other things is if you've ever um, gone to do something, you, you made the best in the world. There's this like untouchable like figure. And I, I it's not like that at FPV. And I think that's really cool and uh, special. Yeah. I mean, I've never flown with you in any of the DRL lobbies, <clears throat> but I have flown with some of the best pilots out there. It's amazing that's, that those guys show up. What's the deal with that in the DRL lobby? Do you guys have your own special lobby or is it, do you guys, how does that work? How come we never see the, those guys, you guys in there? Yeah. So I, um, we, I, I don't really spend too much time in the DRL discord. As far as like when I'm practicing, I have, we have like a little group of guys is not even, DRL pilots so just me and my buddies they all get on and fly Velostrone or DCL or whatever else and I mean they usually practice DRL um, but we usually get on a little discord we're just like our little group of friends and we get on talk at night talk about girlfriends and high school and whatever else there is to talk about do you and, fly in uh, the DRL lobbies though I mean the regular game lobbies yeah, yeah, we we fly in those. I typically most of my practice is done in uh, just single player, just trying to improve my time, study my lines, and so forth. 
Um, but uh, we usually, I mean, sometimes we'll get on and fly in multiplayer lobbies and stuff, but usually when I get on to practice, like I'm trying to just study my lines as much as possible. And I'll, I mean, I usually, every time I get on, I try to get into a lobby just one time and hop in, like go fly with them. And of course, people, some people get excited about that type of stuff. And I try and hop in, play with them for a little bit and then get on about my practicing and so forth. But um, I definitely, uh, especially during like the season, I, I love getting in and talking to people to, and they like seeing where I'm at as far as my practice goes. And I like, uh, you know, just getting to talk to new people and uh, answer their questions. So is your DRL pilot name heads up in the, in the yes. sim? Oh, cool. Yep. Well, I'll, I'll, look, go as... I'll look for you sometime. <laughs> yeah, check. You'll probably see me here or there. I'm sure. uh, question from the floor here. Do you think you'll be able to dominate in real life like you did in the sim? Or do you think it's going to be closer in real life? Because you were absolutely dominant. You didn't even have to do the last race because you were so dominant. It was crazy how far ahead of these guys you were. So do you think that... In, in real life, do you think it's going to be that dominant or do you think it's going to be a little closer? I guess is the question. Yeah. And I, I, mean, I don't know off the top of I was very fortunate to have a great season. My first uh, season DRL. And it was um, as you saw on the sim. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it really comes down to what, uh, I mean, it comes down to who's, who's hot that season. You know, I'm, mm -hmm. I had a great first season and I was very fortunate to be at the level I was, um, but I mean, we could run that season over again tomorrow and the results might be completely different. Um, as far as like whether I'll perform the same way in real life as I did in the sim, I, I, I'm kind of almost glad that, I, that it was all simulator because I think even right now, like people are still doubting my, like the validity of me winning DRL of like, oh, well he, he won on the sim and Vanover dominated in real life and so forth. And don't get me wrong, Vanover is one of the, or is uh, proven to be the best pilot in real life in DRL. But I think that I'm always trying to prove something. I'm always trying to go out and prove somebody wrong. So um, I'm going to try as hard as I possibly can to do uh, well in real life, of course. And I, I don't know what to expect. I've never flown in DRL in real life. But I, I can assure you that um, it will. I will definitely go out and give everything that I possibly have to uh, prove anyone out there saying that I wouldn't have won in real life or I would have done this in real life than uh, – it wasn't a fluke, and I, I mean, it might not, I might not win, and I might not dominate, but by all means, if as long as I go out there knowing that I gave everything I had to do um, to um, that reflects my performance, then then I'll be happy. Whether that's first place or last place, I'm gonna go out there and give it everything I have, and the results will speak for themselves. Come on uh, race day, but I, um, I, I really, I can't tell you because I've never flown in real life with DRL. So uh, obviously, it's the same pilot, same guys, same controller, same drone. Um, but that that environment is somewhere that I've never been uh, as far as on DRL. So I'm sure we'll have my ups and downs throughout the entire season and trying to like gain my wings per se. Um, but I will, uh, again, once I get comfortable, I'll do the best I can. And uh, I mean, whoever goes in that finish game first is the winner at the end of the day. And we'll just have to see what happens. You are a two-time multi-GP champion in real life, right? So it's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you have that real life street cred, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's not like yeah, your first but... time you're showing up, but I mean, it's different. Multi GP is so much different than DRL and how the yeah. drone flies and how it handles. And, you know, there is that aspect of it, but I think you have your head space has to be, it's a race, a race is a race and you yeah. know, doesn't really matter so let's talk about something a little bit more fun by the way guys we're down to the last seven and a half minutes uh 
We have had the most generous uh, guy in the world talking to us. Uh, we have seven minutes and 41 seconds left before the raffle is over. And so hop in there, guys, and, and do that. And we'll probably wrap up right at that time because, yeah, look at that sucker. You know what? Can you hold up the, the big one again? That thing yeah, is freaking sure. bomb, man. I mean, look it's at that. Awesome. That is you so You can see the motors. Cool. The big DRL motors on there. Yeah. And then you, get, you got this little one, and it's so cool to see them next to each other. We love seeing it every every time. doesn't get old. No, no, dude. That thing is awesome. Um, here, here's a funny, fun question, I guess. What, um, What's your favorite kind of music? What do you listen to? Do you, When you fly, is it different than in real life? I mean, what do you like to listen to when you fly, and what do you like to listen to in real life? Yeah, so I um, I listen to music when I fly. Uh, um, when I, I'm on DRL, I always have a song, and it's I have a song for the day. Okay, and I cool. will going through qualifying or practice. I like listening to music, and whenever I like find a song that I it just feels like the right song, and it always comes. I don't know what it'll be when I wake up that morning. It's just I'm listening like that's the one. And I oh my gosh, it go it varies so so wildly. It goes from like songs by like Flo Rida, like just like these crazy, like just funny, like uh, fun songs from like back in the mid 2000s, all the way to like Real Gone by like Sheryl Crow. And just I, it's so diverse and just whatever comes on that day that I like. Um, and I, um, I, I like all kinds of music. And I, I go through phases, whether that's country or EDM or like rap, whatever it is, I just I'm always, um, I love hearing, and there's like culture behind all this music. So it's so cool to kind of um, see all different types of music. And I'm, of course, have been very fortunate to travel to these places and kind of see it like in the flesh. Um, so to listen to all these different types of music uh, is something I enjoy. And of course, being an orchestra, I, I get to experience and play music every single day, um, which I'm uh, very happy about. And music is a big part of part of my life, but it's ever diverse, ever changing. Um, so I, I really can't lay it down to just one one thing right now. What was the last thing you downloaded music wise? What was the last song? Uh, I, I don't, let me look really quick. I'll tell you what I was listening to today. I was listening. To, oh yeah, this is definitely it. Um, it's the song is called Bang by AJR, and they're just like um, they are just a random band that I found that I really like. It's AJR. The song is called Bang. And it was like the first warm day of the year here in Tennessee. And I got I, had, I got to go biking today. And I got to go have one of my flight lessons. And it was the first day I could – I love driving my windows down. Like that's my thing. Love it. And so on the first day I got to roll my windows down, play some music really loud. And that is a song I listened to driving back from the airport. Love it. All right. They will now be a top number one hit after being mentioned on this show. Their 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 career has just taken off tremendously. Uh, we got another question from the floor. What was your favorite track this year? Mm, from DRL, favorite track. That's a great question. There were 16 of them, so it'll be hard to go. I'm gonna I'll try and think. I would say my favorite one. Oh yeah, this one. The the um the London it was like the twenty eight or twenty seventeen World Championship it was in London, um and it was the um, one of the uh, I think it was level six ish or yeah level six or six or eight one of the two something like that and it was a London track and um, of course these are environments that I've flown in before but they're they're totally new tracks so the DRL um, London track uh, from this season twenty twenty um was i'd say my favorite but honestly there were so many good tracks this year i, I really it's really hard for me to pick one 
Um, but there were, that would be, if I had to fly one track for a long time, it would probably be the London track from uh, this season. Was it the flow? What, what was it about it in particular? Oh, what it was just, there were, how did, what, what made you go? Yeah. Yeah. It was one of the, um, mo it had one of the most, the, the track had more gates than like, I think any other track on DRL this year. And it was uh, technical, but it was also just so flowy and we were, um, like going from room to room and there were blind turns and they just, Oh my gosh, you could just get in such a nice flow. I felt like, and um, you know, some tracks people are better at than others. And that one just really clicked with me and I picked it up from the very beginning. Um, that was, I think one of my, uh, my better levels from DRL this year that I was really happy about was the the London one. Nice. Nice. Uh, here's coming off the wall question from William Perry, but it's important to him. Um, pineapple on pizza. Do you agree? Disagree? Where's your stand? Where do you? I, I I love Hawaiian pizza. I do. I think Hawaiian pizza is great. So you and, do understand uh, the importance of pineapple on pizza. You are on the correct yeah. side. And if you would ask me what six months ago, I would have been like, no, that's gross. But like, <laughs> I I was like, I finally just like try. I just had it at a friend's house. His mom made pizza one night, and she was like, it's Hawaiian. And I was like, okay, like I guess I'll eat it. And I was like, this is fantastic. And uh, so I, I'm right now, as it stands, a uh, a fan of pineapple on pizza. And you're not weird if you like pineapple on pizza. That is the I respect either decision. That is the correct answer. You you mentioned <laughs> earlier that you like sushi as well. I mean, that you just kind of expanded your horizons. What is your favorite food? What do you like to eat? My well, my so my favorite meal right now, I would definitely say is the. It's from Food City, which is, I mean, I don't know if they have Food City around the country, but Food City is our local grocery store, and you get a, uh, a steak and a twice-baked potato that has cheese and bacon on it, and just that combo right there, my, I mean, your mom's <laughs> cooking, it just, it just hits different, I tell you. So that is, I'd say, my, my go-to meal right now is that, but I'm, uh, sushi, I would definitely say is like top three right now. Um, I, like I was telling him earlier, I, um, had only, I like hadn't had sushi until like three or four weeks ago, but now like, oh my gosh, sushi's great. And with Thai iced tea, you have to have a Thai iced tea with that. Yes, yes. Um, and that has been, that's been my, my combo recently. I'd say if you, uh, for my, my meal of the month per se is, uh, the sushi with some Thai iced tea and it's, it's really good. Hey, I just wanted to throw out, guys, we have one minute left of the uh, trainer frame kit that Evan Turner's given away for us. It's the, it's the perfect backyard basher, guys, and he's going to throw in some motors. So you have exactly one minute left if you want to just go uh, explanation raffle to get in there. we got a bunch of people in there, so you still have a great chance of winning it, guys. So it's going to close up in one minute, and we'll get done. Where was your favorite place to travel to? You've been all over the world. You're 17. You've traveled more than people who have lived to be 107. <laughs> where was your favorite place? Where Where have you been that you're like, Ooh. I got to go back. I'm going back to here for sure. Yeah, I would definitely say there's two places. I would say where somewhere I'd want to live and like oh, I would love to live is like Switzerland, Austria area. Just the I, I love mountains and I love like that that type of scenery and oh my gosh, I've gone there. I've been very fortunate to go to Switzerland multiple times. It's just uh, and Switzerland and Germany both are just such amazing places and the Alps are right there. Um, but then my my second favorite place. I would probably say it's South Korea and I was, there was a race out there and oh my gosh, it was so cool. And it's, the culture was totally different. The food was different. The people were different. It was just so cool to experience that. And I actually got to go a few days early and stay with one of my friends uh, in like the capital and Seoul. 
um, before we went over to the race. And oh my gosh, I yeah, Korea was just an amazing, amazing place. Um, and yeah, those were probably my my two favorite right there: Switzerland and uh, South Korea. Wow, that that's crazy. That um, yeah, you ever feel like going to Australia? I mean, do you do tropical places too? I want to go to Australia. I've never been to the Southern Hemisphere, really. Yeah. So, so um, where do you want to travel to? What, what's a place that you definitely have to go to? Uh, yeah, I really want to go to Australia. Um, and other than that, I mean, I don't have any, t I mean, so I'm afraid of snakes and what seems like once you get below the, the Southern hemisphere, like Australia, they have snakes and spiders, which are just terrifying, but snakes, they really get to me. They've got, I mean, uh, so I'd have to get over that fear, maybe bring like snake repellent or something. I don't know if they make that, but I need some, uh, but once, once I can get over that fear, then I I'm down to go anywhere you throw me. That's so awesome. Well, dude, you have such an amazing story at 17 already. I, I can't wait to see what your life unfolds to be. You're going to add so much to the community. Is, whatever you do, I know you're going to be extremely successful. So it's been such a pleasure and an honor to talk to you at this stage of your career, which you've, you're so advanced already and you have so much more to go in life. So, man, you're, you've you're going to do great things in life. So I'm going to pick our winner here. Uh, congratulations to drum roll, please. Big speed FPV, big speed FPV. You are the winner. Congratulations. Evan will be sending you out the perfect backyard basher so that you too. And by the way, I'm going to go buy one myself <laughs> uh, because I want to go set up a DRL track in my uh, backyard. <laughs> you can get those at 533.com guys. Uh, so, uh, Evan, uh, I'll, uh, send you his address, I guess. Big speed. Yeah, just tell him to message me on Facebook, discord, whatever it is. We'll get it figured out. So cool, it'll go cool. out tomorrow. <laughs> See, dude, that's so awesome. Well, Evan, um, I don't know what else to ask you. I think I know a lot more about you. And I think my followers and listeners are super appreciative to, uh, been able to spend this time with you. So, man, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart and say that, Man, you're probably the best guest ever on there. You you, you take Tony uh, Tony, sorry, Canoodle Tony Niddle, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Canoodle. Sorry, man, Tony Niddle, you just lost the best guest spot. But oh well, it's a, well. It's thank a, you so much for having me. Uh, this is a, of course, I was very happy to come on, talk to you, all your viewers and stuff, and you as well. Um, but yeah, I uh, if you we want to redo this in six months, a year, a month, I don't care. Uh, just let me know and we'll, uh, we'll try and, um, get it worked out for you. And, uh, but yeah, I appreciate you, uh, messaging me. And if any of you guys, uh, have any questions about 533 or me or whatever, just feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram, Facebook, whatever you want. I'm uh, happy to keep in touch with you guys and, uh, hopefully I'll get to see you guys soon. Guys, you heard it here. He just said he would re-guest. He already, he's already promised. It's been taped. It's on video. We are, we're going to see Evan again. So we, we look right. forward to you. Maybe I'll, I'd love to see you in six months or a year. We'll, we'll definitely keep up with you, man. So congratulations on all your success so far. And I, I wish you all the luck in the future, man. You're a great, awesome person. So congratulations on being cool. <laughs> Thank you. We'll have a better raffle next time. Oh, no, no. That was awesome. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Evan. I appreciate it. You guys on the Bone Jar, thank you so much for hanging out with me. It's been a pleasure. You guys do nice things for other people. Be nice. Be cool. We'll talk to you guys soon. Aloha. Excuse me, sir. Hello,